0: Show your patriotism with a flag from the United States Flag Service. They offer premium, high-quality flags that are made in the USA. Whether it's the grand old flag, your favorite military flag, or a historical flag, celebrate your freedom with a flag from the United States Flag Service. Go to usflagservice.com. That's usflagservice.com to see their selection of available flags. And then call 1-800-USA-FLAG to purchase your flag today. USA Flag Service. Fly your flag for freedom.
1: Now, the Jen Charlton Show on 930 WFMD and WFMD.com. Telling it like it is with your host, Jen Charlton. Good morning, everyone. Welcome. It's great to have you here with us. And on this beautiful snowy, wintry day, I love it. You know, snow brings this freshness to the air. And I think we're all ready for that, In, in metaphorically speaking, in other aspects of our lives as well. And one of those things that we could really use a fresh start on is election integrity. And making sure that we have free and fair elections. And we have some stunning new information hot off the press that we're going to share with you today about Maryland. But also we're going to dig further into some of the information that's been provided to me for all 50 states. And what I want everybody to get is a couple of things. First of all, integrity is essential. It's essential. It's like water, air, food, integrity. If we are not operating with integrity as a nation, and we know we're not. I mean, this deep state thing is real. It's broad. It's wide. It's deep. It's tall. It's everywhere. This notion that the government is bigger than the people. And, oh, by the way, they're too big to fail and that is very oppressive that's not a free society it just isn't and it hasn't been for a long long time some places worse than others and i'm going to assert in maryland it's been bad for a really long time now why is that our proximity to dc probably the number of uh... government agencies and operatives and subcontractors all around this beltway that serve and support the government? Yeah. And there's a lot of really good people doing what they believe is really good work. But unfortunately, there's leadership, bureaucrats, and unelected officials, along with elected officials, who are colluding to do harm to our government and our freedom. As evidenced by what we went through in COVID, which defied the science because it was never about the science. We're going to be covering that on February 3rd. Do not miss that show. I've already booked it with Tom Renz, okay? So, and he's an attorney who's covering this nationally. So make no mistake, we're not going to stop beating this drum until we restore integrity to our government. The other thing is, the elections have been severely compromised, undermined, subverted, trashed. (laughs) That's a technical term for really screwed up. And it's not because people are incompetent. It's because they made choices to undermine our election to their end, not ours. Now, I want to say something about all the patriots out there who are working diligently, fingers to the bone, scrapping and scraping through to try and save our country. To all of you, a heartfelt thanks. And what's important to remember is we're all on the same team and we're collaborating. We're not trying to get to the finish line first. We're trying to make sure that no matter what, we turn this ship around. Losing and failure is not an option. I got a text yesterday from a staunch Democrat, friend of mine, and he says, and I'll, I'll read the text, I won't tell you who it is because of his personal uh, privacy, but. He, he said to me, you know, we need four more years of Trump. I, I said, wait, what? What did you just say? <laughs> Why do you say that? Right? So he said, um, would be nice if Trump got four more years. Shout out to my friend. Okay. I told him, hallelujah. I said, what makes you say that? I value your opinion. He said, that's the latest talk, TV and the street. Tim Scott just gave a great endorsement, which you heard clips of in the news reel. The communities that are going to make the difference in this election, and I've said it for a long, long time, are the black community and the Hispanic community. Those numbers are way up. Why? Because President Trump made a difference in their lives. Now, he wasn't supposed to get elected. Hillary was supposed to be installed. It didn't quite go according to plan. However, the impact on the congressional races and other races, the governor's races, since 2020... In 2020 and since 2020 have been devastating. So 2020 went our way because the people were able to overwhelm the corruption. But Make no mistake. This these upcoming elections, you must get out and vote. You must get everybody you know to get out and vote. And we must overwhelm the elections. But I'm gonna I'm gonna have somebody on right now. We're gonna go over some data, and it's gonna get a little dull and boring. So stay with us because we want to really try and tell the story that the data tells us. See, it's not about the data. It's about the impact that it 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 demonstrates that we're living every day in our broken economy and. All of the things that we've been covering and make no mistake, we are not doing well, no matter what Biden and his comrades say. So let's bring on first Kate Sullivan with the United Sovereign Americans group in the Maryland chapter. And Kate is going to talk to us about the Maryland scorecard. We've heard a little bit about it. They have new information and in the final tally. So good morning and welcome, Kate good morning, Jen. Good to be here. Good to have you. So I know I only have you for a few minutes. So um, yeah, what are your what are your opening thoughts based on what I just said?
2: Well, <laughs> I uh, the first thing I always say to everybody that I speak to is that the purpose of this scorecard is to restore confidence in our elections. That is the most important piece. That's the most important takeaway. We believe this scorecard presents an incredible opportunity for our Maryland State Board of Elections to take an honest look at their processes, specifically the way they maintain their lists, because as much as people like to make something of, you know, machines or crooked uh, election officials or ballot harvesters, the, the most important piece of this puzzle is a clean voter roll. We must have voter rolls that are accurate. So the scorecard tackles that issue. Basically what we have done, our team, an amazing team of people, attorneys, data scientists, statisticians. These are people who are not lightweights. They understand data and how to analyze it and look at it. They took our Maryland State voter rolls, the official copy so it's their data, and they reviewed it. And what we did is we identified two categories of violations. The first are registration violations. That's that clean voter roll that I'm talking about. We have identified, and this number I hope everyone's sitting down, 86,895 registration violations. In this, only in are, the state of Maryland? Only in the the, across the state of Maryland, shocking. And just so everyone understands, this is actually the number that they can't wriggle out of. Anyone who's presented to a board of election and um, brought it to their attention that one registration looks wrong, they'll always have an excuse for why it why it isn't so. No, our process couldn't. There's possibly that couldn't happen. Well, it has happened. We've identified. Eighty six thousand eight hundred ninety five registration violations. Now, just so clarity on that for the average person to understand what we're saying, that is a registration, a record, a voter record that is either a duplicate or uh, a dead voter still on the rolls, somebody who has moved. That's the most common category. And that may seem, you know, fairly milquetoast. Oh, a move. That's fine. No, it's not fine. Because every registration violation is an opportunity for fraud. Another point of clarification. We are not saying, and I repeat, we are not saying that every single 86,695 registration violation is fraud. What we're saying is that 86,895 violations is an opportunity for fraud. So we must clean up those roles, we must address those 86,895 registration violations.
1: Hold on a second, because it sounds like you're saying two things. So let me just get this straight. I got the number, it's it's a stunning number. You're saying it's possible opportunity for fraud, but at the same breath, you're calling it a registration violation. How can they be both? It's either a violation or it's not. Well, there's
2: a difference between. Um, so you're right that it, it is a violation. But what we're what we're saying is that um, there's the next step where they would use that registration and they would vote. They would act on it. Okay, so, so that's l- my I got guess, it. November. Okay, so that's, one is a right. violation.
1: The other is a possible right. fraud that would result yes. from that violation. I got it. Now, yes. However, right. The violations are still illegal. Correct. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. So these they, aren't, yes, this are this not like this eighty six thousand eight hundred ninety five eighty six thousand eight hundred ninety five violations are are not bad. They're very bad and they should be prosecuted, should they not? Separate from the fraud okay. that may or may not happen, because that's a different action that you have to prove. But somebody they, is accountable, be- somebody, I'm sorry, bear with me, somebody is accountable for those 86,895 violations. Who's accountable? Yes, we agree, but we agree.
2: That is why I started by saying that the State Board of Election has an opportunity to correct these violations. They cannot ignore them, which is why we are taking them to court to make sure that they address these violations. The
1: 86,895 violations are mm-hmm. from what voter election cycle?
2: Well, the, the, they're on the rules right now. They're, that's not from a cycle. The voting violations... What, hold on, bear with me. Red...
1: Let me just ask the sure. question so I can keep it clear for everybody listening. Remember, you sure. are deep in this data. We're not, so we have to parse it out. The 86,895 violations are for calculated over what period of time? What period of time do they represent? Because you said, and I love you to pieces, you know, I'm just challenging on something. You said they have an opportunity to correct it. Well, why haven't they already? How long has this been like this is what I'm getting at?
2: The way that we... Analyze these voter rolls is we take monthly snapshots of the Maryland state voter rolls. We've been doing that since 2021. But, Jen, just to be clear, a registration violation is always the snapshot that we take at that moment in time. It's not, it doesn't make sense to say for how long has this been going on, other than to say, that their their system that's why the next natural conversation is not just about addressing those violations but fixing the system that created those violations we have a, some very bad practices now if you ask me where i think it all began i would say linda lamone's administration where You know, there are rules that people need to be following that that came from Maryland state law, by the way. But Linda Lamone, who is the election administration, administrator that that recently resigned um, in September, she created she's been there for a while, at least since 2014, I think longer. She created an environment where things were done by edict rather than process. That's following the law. And she created some very bad practices that made a mess of our roles. We have an opportunity to address those practices and clean them up. We're really hoping that the new election administrator, his name is Jared DeMarinis, he, uh, for, we have every reason to believe that he would look at this data honestly, work with us, and clean up these, not only just those violations but also the processes that created those violations. Okay, but quick question. That, Go ahead.
1: Yeah.
2: Go ahead. The So we've got our registration violations, and then we have the natural next step, which are voting violations that came from those registration violations. And those are 7,051 from 2022 and 2020. 7,051 voting violations, okay? Seven thousand fifty-one. Now, I wonder if everyone understands that the allowable error rate in Maryland, actually, sorry, across the United States, is one in 125,000 votes in error.
1: Is that from the HOP Act? Yes, it is.
2: It's the Help Help... America Vote Act that was passed after the Bush uh, v. Gore debacle with hanging chads, et cetera and what that what pr- was produced by the way a democrat passed a bill and what was produced from that bill is an error rate because we have to have something to measure how well we're doing right it is as you mentioned you know we we've, we've had um, you know fraudulent elections thing, you know errors happen human error et cetera. we can excuse things all we want which i, I don't believe in but they do So how do we measure? Well, there's an error rate. They've given it to us, and it's 1 in 125,000 is what we're allowed. Now, how that translates in Maryland is 16 votes in error. That's it. That's all we're allowed. And we're looking at 7,051 over 2020 and 2022. Just in the 2022 election, we have 1,426 votes in error. So we're way beyond, way beyond the the, the threshold of what we are allowed votes in error.
1: Okay, so hold on. I'm a really bad mathematician, but my feeble math mind says that there were way more violations in 2020 than there were in 2022. Based on 7,051, if there's only 1426 were in the year 2022, then... Well, first of all, that is, I mean, 2020
2: was the total disaster, as everyone knows. And I can and sort of getting back to an original statement um, about, you know, voter fraud and how things are run. You know, people say all the time, OK, you know, the elections have been a mess for years. You know, we they've been installing people for years. And I'm going to really push hard back on that. I think that, yes, maybe there was some level of fraud prior to 2020, but the mail-in ballots changed the game. If you want to picture a corner drug dealer, okay, selling to just the neighborhood, that's sort of where it was prior to 2020. And in 2020 with mail-in ballots, they ushered in a full-on cartel, full-on election cartel, where they were able to systematize fraud and systematize this idea that we can steal registration and turn them into fraudulent votes. And it's, I, every evidence I've seen, and I'm sure your audience has seen. I know you've seen. You're definitely awake. It's it's stunning. And it, it what's more stunning is that the state board of election does not seem to believe that every law, every rule they pass seems to be in good faith, thinking that you know nobody's cheating. But that's just that's a, it's rare. They say it all the time. It's rare it's not I, I really truly do not believe it is rare. well i think
1: the data is showing that most americans today believe that there was fraud in these past two elections 2020 yeah, and 2022. 20, 67 percent of
2: americans do not believe trust our elections which is why we have a crisis of confidence and which is why we have to treat this as an opportunity the state board of elections as an opportunity to fix this issue they're the ones with the power to fix this issue because we can't be in a situation where people don't think their vote matters. And to your audience I would say, despite the conversation that we're having this morning, the best way to prevent fraud is to vote. Because if you vote, they can't steal your registration. The the number one registration stolen are the people who don't vote. Well let the me criminals they yeah. look for people who don't vote. And those are the registrations they steal.
1: Well yes and There's this provisional ballot issue where there were people that went and now it wasn't in the thousands, but it was enough. There were people who went to a ballot uh, to a polling place and were told they already voted. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and we're handed a provisional ballot, which, by the way, doesn't get counted unless, I guess, it's down to a runoff or whatever. So yeah, that that terrible. robbed that person of their vote. That robbed them. And it shouldn't be pushed off unless it's needed. No, their vote should count just as much as my vote counts. And that's a bunch yep, of nonsense. I- Listen, Kate. I know you have to go, and I really thank you for for calling in. Give us a couple examples of some uh, of some data from the 2022 1426 violations. Give us a couple of examples, and then we'll go to news. If, if you can just give me a couple of examples specific. What occurred. well, we
2: have 229 age-discrepant registrants who voted. That's somebody younger than 16 or older than 115 years old, (laughs) 115 years old that the oldest person in America. And we have three of them that live in Maryland. Okay, so we've got 229 people who are uh, who are age discrepant. That just their age doesn't make sense. And it makes it a voting under 16
1: or under 18, which is the voting age. Why did you say under well, these 16? Are, these were under 16 because we wanted
2: to be real clear. Got it. You know, these are people that, you know, just they're, there's no possible way they could wriggle out of anything. They're not even close to the age of 18.
1: And that doesn't include so the under, people from 16 to 18 that are being registered automatically at the Department yep, of Motor exactly. Vehicles. And they're getting added it's into horrible. the voter rolls without authorization or the right to vote. Let's go on to one more. Yep
2: well four were four dead voters that that voted. We have um eight illegal registrations, and here's the most stunning. well, this is a two two thousand and twenty data point I'm just going to share with all of you. We have five thousand six hundred and twenty five people who are we are seeing based on our canvas that they are listed as having voted, but when we spoke to them at the door, they said they didn't vote. I talked to you about that data point the last time I was on. Yeah. That is a stunning number. And that speaks to what you just said about your friend who showed up and they said they had already voted. Well, that's because people are, you know, voting in other people's registrations. Again, the registration list must be cleaned up so people cannot steal the registrations. And the best way to prevent it is to vote. You must vote. Do not let someone steal your vote.
1: Okay, Kate, one last question. The 5,625, what year was that from? That was in the 2020
2: election. 2020. We, and we know that it, that number is bigger. We, we know that was just a sample size from 112,000 voters. I mean, honestly, Jen, that number, if it, extrapolated, which we can do because it was a scientifically randomized canvas, so there's some meat to this, this data point, 105,000 is what that number extrapolates to on a state level. One hundred and five thousand registrations potentially stolen, and people voting on behalf of other okay, people.
1: Okay, let me let, let me reframe that because I think that's stunning. Okay, you did a ca- canvas of how many people?
2: We canvassed three hundred and eighty-three okay. registered voters. Got that out so- of a huh, yes. Yeah. So right.
1: 383 is this, is this randomized scientific sample, whatever you said. And then yeah. when you roll that out as a percentage to the voter universe, you came up with 105,000 is what it would likely be if you were to yeah. extrapolate out. Well, there's a whole bunch of across questions around that. Because you could ask, well, what jurisdictions were you in? Were you in a more Democrat or a more Republican? No,
2: no, no, no. That was scientifically randomized and it was pure. I mean, we No were party? Just being a no party affiliation? Sure. Nope, none. Zero. Okay, all, very good. Across all 24 jurisdictions, there was zero. It was, it, was, it was as blind as it could possibly be.
1: So here's a question. I think I've got the answer based on what you just said, but. If these had not occurred, would we have had different outcomes and different people in Annapolis operating as our legislators and in the governor's Absolutely. mansion?
2: Absolutely. Well, I don't know about the governor's race. I, I can't make it, but I can I can definitely confirm there's a man named Sean Paulson who has done incredible research uh, breaking down every single race and so, sort of identifying which ones were close and which ones weren't. And the important piece of that is those are the races, the ones that were close, these local races that mean things to people. Remember, all politics are local. They could definitely have had a different outcome. And the point is, Jen, that they cannot claim that these are free, fair, accurate elections because their processes are so corrupted that they can't claim that they were. Free, free safe and accurate well so it, we you know we it, claim it sh- they weren't but they can't claim they were
1: listen it, thank you so much it's an all-stop when you have this level of corruption in an organization it's an all-stop and they've continued and continued and continued and it's disgusting my assertion yeah. is it we would have a different county executive in Frederick County because there is no way someone gets up and says I profess that I am a racist and gets elected That I don't care that she was a Democrat. That's not possible because no one wants that. White, black, brown, purple. We don't want that. So... For her to have said that and gotten elected makes no sense. Everybody, we're going to news and weather. I'd like to thank Kate Sullivan with the United Sovereign Americans. Kate, you and your organization have done phenomenal work. God bless you, and we'll talk again soon. Thank you so much. Everybody, I'd like to thank our sponsors, Sweeties on the Creek. We're scooping now. TotalWellFit.com. Go to TotalWellFit.com for your wellness and health products that will help
0: you feel and look your best. We'll be right back. Show your patriotism with a flag from the United States Flag Service. They offer premium, high-quality flags that are made in the USA. Whether it's the grand old flag, your favorite military flag, or a historical flag, celebrate your freedom with a flag from the United States Flag Service. Go to usflagservice.com, that's usflagservice.com, to see their selection of available flags. And then call 1-800-USA-FLAG to purchase your flag today. USA Flag Service, fly your flag for freedom. Welcome back. This has been
1: uh, a stunning revelation in terms of what's going on in our nation right now under our noses with people In power, manipulating our country. That's what's happening. Now, it's a pretty harsh statement, what I'm about to say, but that's treason. What they have done is ripped you off. They've ripped me off. Robert Bowes has been on here many times saying it's voter suppression. The Democrats accuse us of voter suppression while they're doing it. Same as Russia, Russia, Russia. While they're doing all this nonsense behind the scenes and funding Ukraine and pulling off all of this craziness, they're accusing Trump and got him in court one one thing after the another because they can't have this man win because they've committed treason. And treason has dire consequences. Okay, I want to go over some information with my next guest, Vince, who is calling in from the shore. And I really appreciate the amazing work. Again, everybody has worked together and they're collaborating. We're sharing data and information. And we are one team of patriots trying to save a nation. I hope we can do it. Vince, good morning and welcome to the Jen Charlton Show. It's great to have you on with me.
3: Good morning. Thank you for having me.
1: Thank you. So you heard Kate and what she had to share, which is is pretty amazing information. Now we're going to talk about the, the actual data. And I did have an opportunity to review your data, so I'm going to do a couple of highlights that struck me as interesting. And this is at a cursory glance, but... The first report you gave me, which is three pages long, it's broken down by county or jurisdiction in Maryland, and you gave me several races, governor, attorney general, that was Mike Peruca, U.S. Senate, comptroller, House of Representatives, various races, Maryland Senate. Um, And if we look at it, for example, when I look at Cox versus Moore, just in the governor's races, you, you broke it down to early and day of voting percentages and mail in after that's that's counted after the day of voting. Correct. Correct. Now, in some cases, do they start early counting them or do they wait until the day of?
3: I'm not sure about that, actually. Are you talking about the mail in? Yep. I don't know. I think they're held over to after they do the in-person voting, from my understanding.
1: Okay, so that's something we can get clarified. Uh, Kate probably knows the answer to that, but she's gone at this point on to another meeting. But what I want to say is data is not clean. Real data is not clean. In other words, when I say that, it's not uh, neat and tidy. When something's neat and tidy, it's suspicious, okay? And let me tell you why I say that. In Worcester, 67% early in day of voters went for Cox, 33% went for more. Well, that's down on the shore. They're conservative. I get it. Wicomico, that's the next one in, that's Salisbury area. 59% went for Cox, 41% went for more. Somerset County, that's Southern Maryland. 68% went for Cox, 32% went for more. Dorchester County, that's Cambridge, 64% went for Cox, 36% went for Moore, early in day of. These are all early in day of. Talbot, 54% went for Cox, 46 went, 46% went. Forty-six went for Moore. Well, that's kind of interesting because they tend to be more conservative in Talbot. So that's kind of interesting to me. That's a, a question mark for me. But so far, everything has consistently been heavy on Cox early in day of. Correct? Queen that's Anne. right. Yeah, Queen Anne, 66% to 34%. That's, that's uh, Kent Island area. Caroline County, north of there, that's uh, 71% went to Cox, 29% to Moore. Kent, 54% went to Cox, 46% went to Moore. Cecil, 69% Cox, 31% more. Harford, 60% Cox, 40% more. 67% in Carroll County to Cox, 33% to more. All heavily Cox favored. Frederick. That's correct. Frederick, 53% to 47%. Well, they keep saying we're a blue, we're purple, or we're becoming more blue. Okay, maybe. All right. Washington County, early in day of, 68% to Cox and 32% to Moore, despite the fact that Hogan went out in Washington County and tried to promote Moore against his Republican people. That was interesting. Allegheny, Cox, 74% Moore 26%. So, so far in three jurisdictions, it was still favoring Cox, but it was closer. The rest were blowouts, right? Garrett, 83% to 17%, 83% Cox. Calvert County, 62% Cox, that's Southern Maryland again. And St. Mary's County, 65% Cox, 35% more. So what does that lead me to believe? Now, when I look at the data to, to flip the votes, on the mail-in and, and after the fact, you can see that it's a neat neat and tidy. 35 to 65 mail-in. 29 to 71. 37 to 63. I'm just going through. 30 to 70 mail-in. 30% Cox, 70% more. Mail-in, 23% Cox, 77% more. Uh, Queen Queen Anne, uh, 28% and 72%. So my point being... I don't think that's a natural phenomenon. You trying to tell me that Republicans don't mail in their ballots and Democrats only mail in ballots? I know I see Democrats at the voting polls. So how do you explain this data that everybody was heavy on Cox early in day of? And then all of a sudden, in comes the flood of, oh, oh, yeah, the drop-in ballots boxes that Hogan expanded by another 60 or something across the state, facilitating fraud. Stunning that he did that. Words for the stupidity of all that is beyond what I can even come up with today. So, So how do you explain this? Help us grasp what the heck went on in these elections.
3: Well, it's, it's almost unexplainable, and um, to put it in a broader perspective, you just enumerated 17 of Maryland's 24 political subdivisions. In 17 counties, and I'll call them rural because they're all around the periphery of the metropolitan area, um, the, the Republicans were ahead in, in 10 races that I looked at. The four statewide races— four congressional races and two lower shore state senate races on election night after all the in-person voting had taken place republicans won in every single county those 17 counties sometimes two to one or more sometimes less as you cited in talbot but when they opened the mail-in ballots it flipped the entire 17 counties the 10 races went in favor of the democrats and that's an anomaly that is almost unexplainable. I don't know statistically that we were hoping to find somebody that would tell us from a statistical standpoint. How is that possible? And so that really piqued my interest to get more and more involved in this whole issue of voter integrity.
1: Okay. When I look at Neil Parrott's race in Frederick County and Western Maryland, so it extends all the yes. way out to Garrett and so forth. Parent got 52% early in day of, 48% to Trone, 21% mail-in, and 79% for the Democrats.
3: That's right. That, that, that is totally, totally odd. And, and, you know, I agree with your earlier statement. Um, Republicans use mail-in ballots, too. And mail-in ballots from these rural counties come from the same population base theoretically as the in person voters. But there has there's the appearance of a large number of mail in ballots that are over and above what might have been legitimate votes. It ties into some of what Kate Sullivan was talking about.
1: So one of the one of the things that must occur is we got to get rid of these ballot boxes. They're a right. for corruption. Hogan expanded those. He implemented them and expanded it. So as far as I'm concerned, he and his compadres tanked Maryland. That's what happened. And it's outrageous to me. I mean, it's so stunning. And I think, though, the Democrats are over it. Because, see, here's the thing. You don't have Baltimore City in here. You don't have Baltimore County. You don't have Anne Arundel County. Those are the Democrat strongholds, right? But they've yeah. been cheating in Baltimore City for decades. They just figured out how to roll it out. Because I remember well, Lewis, uh, our friend Lewis, who had Maryland uh, 2020 election vote, organization that started this ball rolling. God bless Lewis. He moved to Florida. But, you know, he saw the corruption in 2020 and and even earlier, I believe, in Baltimore City. So there is no way. And I was recently at a Republican event held by Kim Klasik in Baltimore City. Shout out to Taria and the team there. They did a phenomenal job on that event. There were There were congressional uh, candidates, black conservatives from all over the country there. There were black conservatives from our state. This is changing. And the black community is going to be instrumental in making a change. And I really appreciate how people like Bernie Flowers are stepping up. Bernie's a, a, a military veteran, Served our country for more than 30 years in various roles and capacities. And he's running for Congress. He'd be a great congressman. Now, do I agree with everything Bernie says? Maybe not, right? We're not going to always agree with everything. I supported Dan Cox, you know, and endorsed him, and I still do. And Dan and I don't agree on everything. We agree on a lot. We're never going to always agree on everything. But the one thing I know is there is no way Baltimore City keeps hiring these ineffective, feckless candidates to run that city into the ground like they continue to do, putting lives at stake, children dying on the streets, people being murdered at barbecues. I mean, the whole thing is crazy town. There is no way they keep electing that. So that tells me Baltimore's been corrupt for a long, long time. So my concern here is now Governor Moore has now raised the minimum wage. He bumped it up a year. So it was supposed to come in next year. It's come in this year. They have just authorized to increase our energy costs through these energy companies. They've t- taken the cap or the ceiling off. They're able to raise our rates. That's happening He's just now said, "Oh, we're not ta- we're going to increase our spending without taxation." What? How stupid does he think we are? They they've increased the property taxes, they've increased minimum wage, that increases your income uh revenue tax. I mean, truly, the guy is is it's stunning how he thinks how stupid we are. We're not that stupid, governor. I Hate to inform you. So, so back to this, elections have consequences. And we're living them every day right now because of the Bidenomics and and the corruption in, in, in Annapolis and Harrisburg or whatever state you're in right now. Very few are without maybe Florida, which is why so many people have flown down there. So what else do you think people need to know from the data that you that you came up with? Because I'm also looking one more thing at the. Provisional ballots, and I want to understand provisionals, are these provisional numbers in addition to the grid that you did on the um, early day, early and day of, and mail-in?
3: Yes, they're over and above. Uh, The provisionals are counted uh, either the second or third day of the canvas after the polls close, and um, in that situation – that looks strange to me because in the 17 counties that I enumerated earlier, um, d- Democrats won the provisional counts, Now, albeit smaller numbers, as, as the mail-ins were smaller numbers. Um, they won 12 of the 17 counties, and that seemed odd because if you present yourself as a voter and you're told you can't vote because you've already voted and you know you have not – Maybe someone voted illegally in your name, or they don't have your name on the poll book, and it's been on there for twenty years and you can't understand why it's not there today. You go to vote you're there in person. If you go back to the in person votes through election day in those seventeen counties, it all went Republican, but with provisionals, people that are there in person, it went twelve out of the seventeen towards for the in favor of the Democrats. So that raised my suspicion a bit, but since the numbers are much smaller, it's not a big as A big as, issue, a big as, as a, it's not as big an issue as what I think the anomalies in the mail ins are. The mail ins really got my attention and prompted me to get involved in in the petition effort that we're doing.
1: So what we have to do then is we have to go to paper ballots. Now, how are we going yes. to get the people who have been selected, not elected, in Annapolis, to agree to that? What are our options? And you're you're not an attorney, Vince, but I'm. It's kind of a you know hypothetical or rhetorical question. What are our options to fight the corruption when the people who benefited from the corruption are sitting in Annapolis?
3: Well, the um, we tried in Worcester County, where I live, to get before our board of commissioners to. Uh, really look at the whole situation and put some effort, and hopefully they'll agree to put effort on the State Board of Elections, but more importantly, our General Assembly, to go back to paper ballots and hand counting at the precinct level.
1: I don't think it's going to happen unless it's court-ordered, honestly. We're going to have to do temporary restraining orders, and if you are an attorney listening to this show right now, I request that you reach out to Walter Charlton at charltonscientific.org. That's Walter dot C H A R L T O N at charltonscientific.org. Reach out to him because here's the thing: we're going to have to stop the action. We cannot, and and our time is ticking. They validate or certify these election voter rolls in maryland on february 10th i believe is the date we are up against the clock we need to be prepared to stop the corruption using court our own law fair to ensure that we have safe and fair elections vince we're coming up on the on the end of the show so i got one minute for you to explain the petition that you guys are sending out could you please
3: Yes. Well, I agree with you, Jen, about the court action. It it may take court edicts to correct the situation, and I support those efforts. But in the meantime, little guy like me on the eastern shore, what can I do? Well, we can petition our General Assembly to get rid of electronic machines and to enforce the State Board of Elections to maintain accurate rolls, to return to paper ballots, and get rid of these widespread mail-in ballots and drop boxes. Um, And and one of the key things is to provide photo ID when we go to vote. And we've got together a statewide non-binding petition. It's advisory only circulating all over the state of Maryland, the grassroots effort at the grassroots level to do just that, to ask our legislatures. We've got to start somewhere. And our elected officials are not correcting the problem. So it's got to start with the people.
1: How do they sign that petition? Uh, quickly, please. Well,
3: if they'll call me at 410-251-1360, and I can get them copies of the petition and the guidelines or in touch with somebody in their jurisdiction that will probably go out and get their signature. Okay. Again, 410-251-1360. Perfect. Perfect.
1: Perfect. Well, Vince, it has been a pleasure to have you on here. Thank you for all your hard work. Thank you for your heartfelt you. commitment to save our state and save our nation. And really, God bless you. And everybody, please reach out to Vince if you think you can help him because we are one team of patriots working together to save our state and save our nation. And enough is enough. No more corruption in this country. That's it. We're done. All right, Vince, we'll have you on again. Everybody, I want to remind you to go to totalwellfit.com for your health and wellness products. And I want to to thank also uh, the U.S. Flag Service and Hugh Warner for being a supporter of our show. Thank you so much. If you would like to donate or support our show, please reach out to me at jennifer at com. If you'd like to become a sponsor, we'd love to have you. Everybody have a fabulous week. It's going to be an important time over the next few weeks. Stay involved. Great things happening on the election trail with President Trump. Uh, Let's pray for him to have a great outcome in New Hampshire and crush it. Have a fabulous week, and we'll see you here next Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Have a great week.